Well, here we are. It is time, Simba. If you understand that reference, you might be about the age where we should be working together. It's possible. But it is now one of three times a year that I'm accepting clients for my freedom framework, overcoming food sensitivities and increasing energy without unnecessary restriction. My goal for my one-on-one clients is to take them through frameworks and explore tools for achieving 50, 80, 90% of their goals in just a few months and show them how to continue to heal on their own so they don't need me anymore. Honestly, I think we're doing great one-on-one work here, helping women that would otherwise be falling through the cracks, thinking that they're just aging, that they're just moms, that they just, and it may be true that they just have stress when really those stress hormones and their other core systems just really need some serious support and some serious love to serve them for years to come without symptoms. So if you'd like to clear inflammation, eczema, food sensitivities, or improve energy and brain clarity, I'd love to chat with you. You can book a call with me at kristabigler.com forward slash FSS, kristabigler.com forward slash FSS, and that link will be in the show notes. When we were younger, I mean, in our teens and our 20s, our bodies were fairly resilient. Yes, they were absolutely sending us signs and signals that weren't quite normal, but we were pretty good at powering through them at that point. But often people notice as they get older in their 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, that they may not be able to do some things like they once did. We could break down and hypothesize about each one of those things because it really deals with wear and tear which can often be addressed by supporting our body's mechanisms of energy production and organ function. But let's start with not being able to handle alcohol as well as you once did. Now, there's a few quick things that come to mind when considering a reduced tolerance to alcohol. There's a gene called ALDH, and it means that the second step of alcohol metabolism doesn't really work efficiently. So it's going to be worsened by yeast overgrowth. So genes are the cards you're dealt in life, but what's going on in your life affects how essentially the game is played or how they operate. So it's going to be worsened by yeast overgrowth, which is further perpetuated by some alcohol, usually wine or fermented beer. The outcome is that you feel drunk much faster and you might feel like there's other symptoms of yeast issues. So you can have these issues even if that gene is working optimally too because lifestyle trumps genes. So if you still have these major overgrowths, sometimes you'll still feel like you have those symptoms. Another thing I think about specifically is sulfites and people that struggle with sulfites in wine. Sulfite is converted by the body into sulfate. There's a few reasons people struggle with sulfites, but it gets worse with gut imbalances and liver insufficiency. Molybdenum, which is an essential mineral in the body is a cofactor in helping convert sulfite to sulfate. High sulfites are not okay and your body needs to convert them to sulfate. That's essential. Molybdenum helps do that and we get it in trace amounts through organ meats, grains, legumes. Some people can get around wine headaches and sulfite symptoms with wine by doing small doses of molybdenum in wine. However, if you tolerated wine pretty well before and you suspect gut or other liver symptoms, and I'll talk about those in a moment, you might want to work with a practitioner that knows what they're doing to correct gut and liver imbalances. That's one of the things we do in my private practice, for example, but there are many great practitioners and you just have to find the right one for you. The last thing that comes to mind when I think about handling alcohol is your liver function. Now, as the second largest organ, your liver is amazing. According to Guyton's physiology text, which is kind of the one of the major physiology texts, our liver exchanges around six cups of fluid per minute. Our liver is essential for carbohydrate, fat, and protein metabolism, and it has multiple processes that help do its job. 
It also helps store B12, vitamin D, vitamin A. I always want to oversimplify liver function as a liver factory. There's three essential phases. In phase one, you're breaking down boxes. In phase one, you're breaking down boxes. In phase two, you're loading them or conjugating them onto a truck. And in phase three, you're taking out the garbage. Now, you take out the garbage through urine, bowels, and skin at the very minimum. The liver needs workers or nutrients to come out and do these processes. There are several biochemical reactions alone in phase two detoxification that include glucuronidation, sulfation, which we just talked about, and glutathione and amino acid conjugation. So what other stealth symptoms, that's what you really care about, show up when your liver isn't really functioning at its optimum or its fullest potential with all of its processes that it needs to do? Because we know that you can get liver enzyme testing, AST and ALT, but that takes quite a bit to bring those lab results out of range. And you can improve when your body sends whispers instead of screams in advance of those screams. For a lot of people with subpar functioning liver, some of those stealth symptoms do feel like the body screaming and yet can't always be backed up with lab testing. Unfortunately, we just don't seem to have like really amazing testing that tells us when things are just sort of out of range. Now keep in mind that even blood sugar that trends up or cholesterol trending up can be a sign that the liver doesn't operate at full speed. And sometimes this is related to a host of genetics, but also complicated by life. So remember, genetics are the cards you're dealt. Life is how those genetics express or function. And the genes or how their genetic expression affects how fast enzymes work. And enzymes are how everything works in our body. So let's talk about those stealth symptoms. Back to those. So this is not a comprehensive list, but these are common ones I see in practice. Skin breakouts of all types. Liver is one piece of the puzzle because the skin is one of the safe ways our body eliminates waste, weight gain, and water retention. If you're feeling bloated and puffy, there is major lymph or fluid flow from the liver. With the liver being key and also in fat metabolism and other macronutrient metabolism, sometimes weight and water retention can be a problem. Since we're talking about poor elimination, not having a bowel movement daily is definitely an issue. Increased bloating and gas are usually gut issues that put more pressure on the liver with the gut-liver connection. It kind of like dumps into the liver. If you have sensitivity to smells or just overall tolerating chemicals, perfumes, cleaning products, or even jewelry or metals, this can be related to how you process and eliminate toxins, which obviously affects your liver. Because allergies are related to histamine processing and elimination, which is really gut and liver metabolism. Like, there are genes that affect histamine processing in allergies, but in episode 62, natural allergy relief, I go over these mechanisms, but allergies would be one of those stealth symptoms. Sleep, especially waking up between 12 and 3 a.m., is often considered a liver issue. And finally, at least one other big symptom can be excessive fatigue. Now, that's pretty multi-layer, but simply not processing things well is going to mean that you don't use your resources to make energy, and adding more to the pile adds stress and issues with energy. For a more comprehensive energy checklist, see episode 100 of this podcast, the Less Stress Life podcast, Why Am I So Freaking Tired? All of this to say, Liver symptoms are vast, and that was just a very, very, very short list. Testing can be underwhelming, or it's an offshoot of a specific area of detoxification. So there's things out there, I'm just going to mention these. There's stuff out there about heavy metals and mycotoxins and other things. And my point is, is if you have any of these large things that are adding stress on the body or even gut things, it's going to add more stress to the liver. And some of us aren't going to clear that out very quickly. I don't have the best genetics for liver health, which means I've been a victim of just about 
all of these symptoms as I have traversed my own health journey, especially when it hit its most recent low in 2016. Now that I know detoxification support is just part of my routine, I know what to add, how it's going to help my energy, how it's going to prevent my skin from being itchy and breaking out and supporting my overall health, which is important to me. I don't want to spend money on trying to fix poor health issues or mysteries that could be addressed by supporting my body's natural processes so I can enjoy life better. I always tell people on calls that I'm kind of a simpleton and I'm just trying to support our overall function better because in theory, we should function properly. Like if everything just worked well, things would be fine. So I want you to know these things too. I don't want you to think that juice cleanses or clay or colon cleanses are equivalent to supporting detox. They are not. That's not what that means. I want you to be able to navigate supplements and lifestyle choices that naturally support detoxification. And there's a lot of pieces to it. That's why I've made a quiz to assess your own toxic burden at kristabigler.com forward slash detox. And that link is in the show notes. And I'm doing a live masterclass on January 8th. Now, don't worry. If you're listening to this past January 8th, you can still get the replay. In this masterclass, I'm going to lay out detox context 101 of liver physiology so you can know how the pieces fit together. I think you need to understand big picture so you can zoom in. I'm going to go over how and how often you should give love to your detox pathways so your skin, digestion, energy, and body can run as beautifully as you are. And I'm going to share a two-week detox protocol you can use to jumpstart improving everything from fluid retention to sleep quality to energy and pitting out. Yes, I know who you are and I feel you, you sweaty girl. And even if you don't sweat, that's like worse than sweating all the time. So anyway, we can talk about that in class. So you can get the detox quiz, which will take you to the masterclass live for January 8th or the replay if it's after January 8th by taking the detox quiz at kristabigler.com forward slash detox or skip straight to the class in the show notes. And we'll definitely make time for your specific questions in our live masterclass, or you can submit them in advance. And I can't wait to see you there. Do you need to detox? January is really a time where the word detox gets thrown around and people spew all kinds of craziness on both sides of the fence. But here's the thing. We need to show respect where respect is due, my friends. Detox is amazing. And I happen to have a pretty intimate connection and knowledge on what detox looks like and when it is slowed. From waking up with a puffy face or your eyes being swollen or retaining water weight or having skin stuff like acne, eczema, etc. pop up or identifying as a sweaty person, not handling alcohol like I did when I was 21, not waking up energized, waking up in the middle of the night, even some interesting eye symptoms I can trace to my detox systems. So what do you do? Well, thank God this is a podcast and not a Twitter post because it doesn't fit in 140 characters. When people ask me questions like, what do you think of this chlorella supplement or dandelion tea or juice cleanse? I want to sit down and give you the 101 on what's happening inside your body so you know exactly if and what that tea or supplement will or will not help. That's why I'm doing a live detox masterclass on January 8th. Don't worry, a replay will be available if you register for the live version. In my Detox Masterclass, you'll get the Detox 411 of what's going on on the inside and outside of your body, plus simple shifts you can make to make these systems work better. You'll get how often you should give your body some love on your detox pathways, so your skin, digestion, energy, and just your body in general runs at its absolute best. You'll also get my two-week detox protocol that you can use, then rinse and repeat to affect everything from how much fluid you're retaining to improving sleep and energy to how much you sweat to that 
bare nose that you have. I've been wanting to do this forever and we're finally doing it. So just go to kristabigler.com forward slash detox to take my do you need to detox quiz and register for this jam packed masterclass. You do not want to miss it. So we'll have this link in the show notes as well, but it's kristabigler.com forward slash detox. I'll see you there.